guys. <coughs> hey guys, it's Doug here, giving you some announcements for this weekend. Hey, thanks Leanne for announcements last weekend. Coming up this Wednesday, we're doing OMY again, bringing it back. We took a summer break. It'll be this Wednesday at 6:30. Let me double check. Camera told me what we were doing. Hold on, this is. We are so professional here at the church. 6:30, 6:30 to 8. OMY. Also. Friday, this upcoming Friday, we're showing Peter Rabbit 2 here at the church. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, other quick announcements coming up. September 18th, we have a baptism at Bay of Honda. Uh, that's September 18th. It's a Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Acoustic worship. Great time. Feet should be lovely that day. I have no idea. I'm not a weather guy, although I'd, I'd like to be. Remember that one time we put the, the thing there? We'll do that again soon. Uh, September 19th, we will be doing another worship circle here. That's a Sunday evening, 6.30 in the evening. Uh, bring your instruments. You can sing along, enjoy uh, in that. We'll have chord charts again printed out for you. It's going to be a great time. So, yeah, don't forget those announcements. Keep downloading the app on your favorite app store. App store. App store. Give it a five-star review. And uh, without further ado, how often do we use the word ado in conversation? Isn't it French? I don't know French. I think it's French. We'll go with French. Let's get ready for church. Woo! All right. Good morning, Vineyard Virtual Family. Here we go. We're getting ready. And uh, glad that you're with us. We're going to have a great time in worship. It was great last night. So looking forward to that. And then part 21, I'm going to be looking at Matthew 28 today. So uh, if you've got your Bibles, open them up and get ready. Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. What's to do with you? I don't know what to do with you. Doug sparked a whole giggling conversation yesterday. There was lots of Googling on where the origin of that word came from. There is a French ado and there is an English ado, but they're spelled differently. I had a lot of people tell me I was wrong, but I was not wrong. We were both right, which is the best way to handle <laughs> things in marriage, right? It's a tie. Growing up, my dad was responsible for these basketball leagues, and whenever he could, he would end the game in a tie. Okay, they're all the same. Good. Nobody loses. Everybody wins. We're done. It's a tie. That was that was his signature move. Nice. So, same thing. It's a tie. Okay. Glad you guys chose to join us. I hope you're getting your coffee sipped in. I'm going to tell you what we'll be attempting to do in the event that you do not yet know. We're going to start things off with communion in just a moment. Pastor Fran will lead us through that. After communion, we'll have our time of worship. We had a really, really great time last night. We're looking forward to doing it with you again after worship. Pastor Georgina, I believe, will come up and teach any kids who are here or watching online a Bible verse. And then we'll have our time in the Word with Pastor Steve. So before we get any of that going, let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. We love your presence. Thank you for meeting us right where we are. We're so looking forward to what you're going to do in us today, Papa. We invite you to move deeper into our hearts and our minds. Help us to draw closer to you. And we join with the churches around the world where your gospel is preached with this column. Merciful God, by whose grace alone your faithful people offer you true and worthy service, Grant that we may follow and serve you faithfully in this life so that we do not fail to obtain your heavenly promises in the life to come. Through the blessings of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Pastor Fran. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and he broke it. Saying, this is my body given for you. Take and eat it in remembrance of me. Same I took the cup. It's the last night of the Passover celebration. Cups of plagues and sanctification important and celebrated. Jesus took the third cup, which cup redemption. He said, this is my blood poured out for you. Drink this in remembrance of me. There with his friends that night, Jesus gave us the lasting ordinance, remembrance we call communion, the Lord's Supper. He said, from now on, when you get together and partake in this meal, I want to remember me. So his friends gathered this morning. We too can partake in this meal. The bread and the cup, the Bible of the Lord. We remember and give thanks. Remember all Jesus has said and done and promised to do. Remember his willingness to go to the cross on our behalf. I want to remember how he died and rose again. I want to remember all in Thanksgiving that he's coming back soon. 
So on this table are the elements of communion, the bread and the cup, bind by the Lord. Table's open this morning to all who believe. It says we worship and you feel led by the Spirit. Go eat, drink, remember, and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Fran. So we're going to enter into our time of worship now, and I would encourage us all to participate and to sing along in this time and to worship together. If you're joining us online, sing out in your living room, chat hallelujah, all that good stuff. If we're here now, uh, we always love it. We can hear you guys when you sing with us, so please do. You're welcome to sit. Stand if you're able. Let there be worship in this place, God. Let this place be an upper room where your people learn to wait. Let this house become holy ground where your children watch and pray. Oh, remind us today we are people of your presence. So let there be 
as we're in the midst of your presence, God, I would ask that you would be with us as we prepare to study your word. Lord, would you anoint the words that are spoken, that are taught to us, God. Use those words to stir up our hearts towards you. And Holy Spirit, I would ask that you'd be with those working with our children today. God, anoint them. Give them everything that they need to show all the kids your wonderful love for them, oh God. You are so good, Lord. We love you and we thank you. And it's in your holy name I pray. Amen. And amen. And Pastor Georgina, would you please come up and teach the children a Bible verse? Oh, hi, baby. You can come or you can stay. It's up to you. It's all good. All right. No problem. All right. Well, I'm so excited because we're learning about the last, well, the last couple chapters of Revelation, and it's really amazing. Oh, my gosh. So John has been having visions, right? And in this vision, John sees what will happen when Jesus comes back. And it's just amazing. And he writes this down, and he sees a new heaven and a new earth come down. And the first heaven and the second earth, the first earth are no longer there. And then John hears a loud voice from the throne of God saying, Look, God is living with his people. They will be his people, and he will be their God. Right? It's so amazing. And then it says that God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. And there's many things that won't be in heaven. One of them would be no more death, no more sadness, right? No more sickness and no more pain. So we're so excited about that. And then John goes on to have many other visions of what's going to happen. So we're going to learn that about about that in our classroom, but Jesus, Jesus says this Bible verse. He says, look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. You see, Jesus is coming. He's returning, and he's going to defeat all evil, and he's going to make everything new. Isn't that exciting? I know. It's so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. So, Avery, everybody's going to join you in helping me say the Bible verse, okay? All right? All right, good. Revelations 22, 12. Revelations 22, 12. Good job, guys. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. And I will give to each person according to what they have done. Excellent job. Wonderful. Good. All right. So now we're going to pray for you and all the kids. Okay, you ready? All right. Father in heaven, we are so grateful, Lord God, that one day, Lord God, anything and everything that hurts, Lord, will be no longer, Lord. And I just pray, God, for the little ones and your big kids too, Lord God, to just take that in, Lord God, and let that drive them to continue on, Lord God, immovable in their faith, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Good morning. Welcome to the vineyard. Welcome to those of you joining us online. So happy to have you with us as well. If you are a first time guest or visitor on the screens here in the sanctuary anyway, something just popped up and that's a QR code. And if you're a first time guest or visitor, if you would point your smart device at that with the camera on, don't take a picture of it, just camera on smart device, it will toss you a link to our digital connect card. And if you're willing, we'd like you to fill that out. It'll ask you for your name and your phone number and your email address. And over the next four to five weeks, not 45 weeks, four to five weeks, (laughs) over the next 45 weeks, you'll constantly be barraged. (laughs) Because that's what we do. Now, four or five next For the next little while, you'll get a couple of emails, a couple of texts, just to help you get used to things here. And uh, If you are a first-time guest or visitor uh, in in guest services, we have a first-time gift for you, and uh, we would love for you to get that. So just go now after the service and look for somebody there or flag one of us down, and we will get you your first-time gift. Also, I want to do something here, and um, I'm I'm hoping to make this a habit. So, you know, how habits start. You just got to do them for a while. And what I want to do is just take down 30 seconds or a minute. And I want us to pray in particular for our community. So, 
Um, here's what I'd ask you to do before I start to pray. Just sort of, you know, picture, if you would, your, your neighbors, your, the houses right around you, the houses on your street, the ones that you're by all the time. And, and if you know the folks, they're great. If not, that's great too. But just kind of have them in mind and let's just begin to pray for our community. So Papa, um, we're, we're thinking about our neighborhoods right now and we ask God that, uh, you would, come and bless our neighbors in all sorts of ways. There's a lot of anxiety in the world right now, Lord, a lot of uh, concerns, there's a lot of needs, there's all kinds of things happening. But we would ask that, that you would um, just move in our neighbors' lives in significant ways. And that, God, you would allow us to live this life out in front of them in a way that, that perhaps allows for opportunities um, to to ultimately... Uh, let people know about you and your goodness. And so we lift them up to you, God, and ask that you would move and heal and bless, and God, that you would have your way in their lives. And Papa, also, why we're praying, we do pray today for uh, Louisiana and what's going there, and, and God asks that you would watch over and protect those people and comfort them and give them peace and their anxieties. We pray for the, the recent events in, in Haiti with the earthquake and everything, Lord, and ask that you would bless them as well. And, and God, with everything that's happening in Afghanistan, to be there in those situations, bless the churches in those areas and the folks, Lord, everywhere we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Okay, so we're in a series called, Are You Ready?, uh, this is part 21. This, I said this would be the last one, and then I thought of something I wanted to add. So, so here we had a funny discussion on the way up, Alice and I, because I was like, okay, well, I'm doing, I'm doing, I've got to add another one. And, uh, and I, I said, I, I already named it, uh, Are You Ready? Outro. And she's like, what is outro? I said, what's the opposite of intro? <laughs> So uh, that was my initial plan after discussion. It may not, may be part 22 next week. But I don't know. We'll see what happens uh, as we go. I have a little practical thing I want to add to the end of it, uh, and and um, but that's it. But this will this will kind of cover a lot of it today. Um, this series has been about hope, you know that, and over the last couple of, well, last, last probably six or eight weeks, we've been talking about the kingdom of God. When I say kingdom of God, by now, hopefully you know, I'm not talking about heaven, I'm talking about God being king, the rule and reign of God on earth as in heaven, um, and the idea lately you know, about heaven and earth, aren't, they, they overlap, they're not millions of miles apart. It really makes a difference in the way that you'll read scripture if you get out of your mindset, the idea that Heaven is way off there, and God and Jesus are separate from us, and just not what's going on. All right, and then last couple of weeks in particular, we, we looked and we saw how at the cross and resurrection, Jesus has defeated the power of sin and the power of death and what that means to us. Well, with all those things in mind, today we're going to jump into Matthew 28 here in just a moment. Let me tell you a bad joke or two or three. Everybody knows about Darth Vader from Star Wars, right? But not everybody knows about the rise and fall of his twin sister, Ellie Vader. It's his dad joke. <laughs> A meteorologist, meteorologist, weighed some rainbows and found out that they're pretty light. Well, this one's worse, so I don't know what to do. A fly landed on my hamburger the other day and started telling jokes. I was going to shoo it away, but it was on a roll. Alice, my love, I am obviously not on a roll. So why don't you come and read the scripture for us? Yikes, that was a good one. Normally I hear wow. I normally hear, I hear a lot of wows. That was the first yikes. Yikes. Who gave you the yikes? I don't know who said, but I had a yikes. Uh, amen to the yikes, right? <laughs> you did great. Oh, that's awesome. Well, yeah, we, since we're confessing about outro, have you, how many of you, raise your hands, have heard of an outro? Two. Three. Douglas has heard of it. Four. See? Yeah, it's like, can you just call it 22? Douglas called him a boomer, so. How about, are you ready, adieu? Adieu. (laughs) (laughs) 
that was better than all three of your jokes. Okay. Let's, let's press into Papa, shall we, before we read the word? Hmm. Thank you, Lord, for this time, for our corporate prayers together we add with the rest of the saints throughout the world. Father, let them, let them rise like a sweet fragrance before your throne. And Lord, today we confess that our flesh and our heart may fail, but your love endures forever. And Father, may the glory of your name be renowned today in this congregation and in your presence. Father, better is one day in your courts than 10,000 elsewhere. Father, let your blessing be upon us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand with me, please, for the reading of the word? The text today is out of Matthew chapter 28, and this is the Great Commission. It's 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountains, where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Y'all can be seated. All right. So there's there's something significant in that uh, in that passage that uh, I, I wanted to get to where where uh, it says then the eleven. And I wanted you to th- just think about this. It started with eleven, and I want to talk about that and and why that's significant. And you know, one of the things as you read the scripture, which I have been exhorting and encouraging you to do for years and years and years. Um, you, you need to know that nothing is in there sort of just kind of haphazardly. That everything has, it means something. There's something going on. They, they take good use of the, of the scripture, the guys who wrote uh, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so there's things and phrases that you may not understand after you've read them for years and years. And all of a sudden something will, will pop open. And I just keep pressing in. Read the Bible. You have to read it for yourself. It doesn't work having somebody else read it for you. And you have to read it for yourself. And it's something you should be doing throughout the course of your life. It's and it's not a chore. It's 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 life giving. There's nothing like it. We 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 find time for a lot of things in our life that are not life giving. And take some of that time and read the scripture. But read it. Under, you know, ask Holy Spirit to open it up for you, and it, everything changes. There's nothing, there's nothing like it. But anyway, everything that happens with the church, uh, you know, here we are, two thousand years later, blessed to be a part of the church. It all started with eleven, and and that's significant. And there was other folks around. I'm not discounting them, but Scripture, there's something going on with that number and what's happening. There's eleven disciples. Why is there eleven? Well, Judas is no longer with them, and. Something fascinating that I, I think, and again, it's one of those things as you read, you may not have initially seen or understood. Matthew 28, 10, uh, 8 through 10. Uh, the women uh, hurried away from the tomb, uh, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said, and they came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, this is again, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee And there they will see me. Go tell the eleven to go to Galilee. Now, you you may read that and not think that's a big deal. It's all, well, they're in Israel, but they're in Jerusalem and they got to go to Galilee. And uh, Galilee, if you look it up, it's 80 miles away. And they walk places. Right? So, it's not like it's a... And they're not... You need to know that, that they've been through a lot and they're not really sure what's going on yet. And, and now they're starting to hear some things. They haven't figured it all out. And they, they're told, you know, Jesus has told them through the, the women to go. Listen, you, I'm going to be. You need to go and see me. Got to go to Galilee. And so they do. They begin to walk to Galilee. It's a two or three day walk at least. All right. That, 
And they're not sure what's going on. And I, I just have this thought that as they're walking, they're, they're asking a lot of questions to one another. Like, like Mike, you know, do you, do you think he's going to be there? Right? That's pretty legitimate. Um, what's going on with this whole thing? Why, why did he, why do we got to go to Galilee? Why in the world is, is, you know, Jesus supposed to meet us in Galilee? And here's what I think is happening is that, um, Jesus is sending them back to the place where everything began. That's where the ministry began was in Galilee. And, and I think he's taking, they've just been through a really rough patch. <laughs> the couple of weeks that they've been through, whew, and, and the ups and the downs, right? Because they were on a big roll when, when they went into Jerusalem and then it all fell apart and everything they must be experiencing. And I think that what Jesus is doing is that go back to where it all began because they're about to have a whole new beginning anyway. And they go back, and I think on the journey, as they're walking, they're starting to realize, well, remember when we were here? Remember when Jesus did this? Remember what he said here? And remember that? And they're starting to tie all these stories together. And so he's, he's bringing them back to root them once again in his story. I've told you throughout this series, that's one of the things we have to constantly be doing, is keep going back to get rooted into his story. That's why we spend so much time talking about creation and the fall and the exodus and, you know, the exiles and tabernacle and temple and uh, everything that goes on with that so that we understand that we're, bar- we're, much, we're part of a much bigger thing that's happening around us. And he's bringing his disciples back to meet him and to deal with some things that they must be going through. And I think he just wants it all in their mind and fresh and, and everything happening that way. And there's a couple of things about 11 that I think are important. One, um, you know, and, and later on they're, they're going to add a 12th by, by lot, but you never hear about him. And, and then some people go, it's probably Paul, you know, because Paul becomes part of that deal pretty significantly. I think one of the reasons it's 11 is that, that we sort of are 12. We, we kind of come into that situation, and I like to think of it that way. Not like we're one, you know, but we're, we're a part of everything that's happening. I also think it goes from being, 12 is sort of a number of perfection, and 11 is not quite perfect. A little less than perfect. Now, why is that a, is a whole thing? Well, remember, when, when Jesus goes, and we talked about this in this series, he becomes like perfect Israel. He's gonna do the things that Israel couldn't. And he does a lot of that stuff. He goes and he, he, um, you know, he goes, he goes to Egypt and he comes out of Egypt and he goes through the Jordan, uh, uh, you know, and in the baptism and then he gathers 12, would represent the 12 disciples and then he goes to a mountain and he gives them sort of the new word in, in the Sermon on the Mount. He's replicating a lot of the things that Israel did but didn't complete. Jesus is doing that. And so the, the 12 are these representatives, but now, uh, you know, that confirms Jesus is who he is, the, the true Israel and all those things. But now as they're going, they're 11. And, and I think it's important because when he calls them to himself, it's 11. And what Jesus is going to do is he's going to reestablish in them. He's going to give them the perfect vocation, which we were called to, but he's giving it to imperfect people that they represent. And I think that's pretty significant, too, because I think we can relate to that. Hopefully we realize that that's us. And uh, that's important because sometimes we'll try and use our imperfection, if you would, as reasons to not get involved. Well, God couldn't use me or I couldn't do that or I got this or I got that. And, and that's really not how it works. And even the guys weren't sure what was going on. I love this. This isn't a fast. You need to just kind of dwell on this passage for a while, this verse, because it's I love the Bible includes things like this. When they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted and don't just write that off on thomas this says some it doesn't say one of them doubted there was some questions that the guys had everything was upside down you know they hadn't they weren't like oh they got it all figured out there was some serious questioning going on there had been the whole journey what's going on why why this walk will he be there if we if we show up is he going to be there and and he uses this idea of 11 because you know it's it's not the way it was, and we're not quite right. But but here's the whole thing when you put it all together, is that, that God is just looking for you to be willing to show up. Amen. And that's huge. That's it. Not to have it all together, because you'll never... If you're waiting to get it all together... 
<laughs> I, I don't know anybody that's got it all together. And, and, and that's not his heart. He, he's saying this. It's not about how perfect you are. It's ultimately about your willingness to show up. And I love this too. When you, and we're talking more about this next week. I don't want to get too lost here. But they, they, they got there and they saw him and there was some doubting. You know how ultimately they pushed through their doubt? They worshipped. And what happens when they worshipped? The next verse, I'll read it to you in a minute. But 28, 18. Let me get there right now. Hang on. Then Jesus came to them. Listen, they doubted, they worshipped, and then Jesus drew near. I love that. That's a significant picture of what's happening. Again, some people won't even come and begin to worship because they're such a mess. And I'm like, listen, listen, just come, push through, worship, and Jesus draws near. Uh, oops, I hit the laser button by mistake. Come on, back you go. So what's point two? All authority. This is important. All authority. And what Jesus says is, Jesus came to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, now, what happened that he's able to say that, besides being, you know, fully God, fully man, is now you've got to remember the bigger picture. Let's go back to Genesis, once again, to creation. And, and you need to know that when, when God did the cosmic temple thing, everything was perfect. He wanted to dwell with us, and he gave us identity, and he gave us vocation mission and he gave us authority to go and do what he called us to do all of uh, he blessed them and said be fruitful and increase in number you're going to go and subdue the earth fill the earth and subdue it rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground there's the authority he gave it to us and and if you remember the vocation um, was ultimately we were going to take what was happening in Eden, and we were to go into the rest of the planet and make it like Eden. We had a template for what God wanted. Adam and Eve would go, and, and with us, that's how we were going to do it. That's what was supposed to happen. Pretty cool. So we had this, the, the role was to be image bearers for God. That was, you know, our identity. And then our job, our vocation was to go and make the planet like Eden. So, you know, kind of, uh, I like this. We were sort of high-tech gardeners. Uh, we've got... And so, as a gardener, you would know that, that, that about gardens and trees and plants, these guys would know it. And God says, listen, here's you, you go, everything is good for you, but listen, one tree, stay away from this one tree. This one tree is toxic to mankind. And the Lord commanded the man, you're free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will certainly die. And we have looked into that, and I said, you know, what happened was they had this, uh, they had, they had identity, they had vocation, they were to go and do and hang out with God, and and then the enemy comes in and he throws up this thing. Well, you know, you could be like God yourself, and they fall for it, and when they do, power of sin, power and death enter the scene. weren't there before? Enemy comes in, that's his dominion. This whole series we've talked about that. Jesus has just dealt with that. At the cross, uh, he has, Paul says, rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Jesus has come and he's done something. He defeated the power of sin and the power of death. And because of what he's done, we can once again be returned to um Our identity is now ours again. We are once again image bearers. We reflect once again the image of God into the world. And Jesus has now the authority that initially we were given. Jesus has it, and we're going to go in his authority now. That's what he's saying. I've got it because of what happened at the cross, and you're going to go now, and in my authority, you're going to make a difference once again on the planet as you sort of take off and become image bearers and do these things that I'm calling you to. And then in Matthew 28, he gets to this idea of to go and make disciples of all nations. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So this is Jesus' directive, if you would. He's got all authority, and he's sending us out to go and make disciples. And... Sometimes people get a little stuck here, and, and we're going to talk more about this next week. But the, the, the thing that he's commanding us to do there is to make disciples. The go is actually, in the original language, it's, it's as you go. And that's significant, because what he's saying to his disciples is, listen, as you live this life out now, 
As you go, as you, as you go to work, as you, as you go home, as you're walking around in your neighborhoods, as you're going to the restaurant, as you go to the grocery store, as you, as you go throughout your normal lives, in your heart and in your mind, you need to be thinking of being an ambassador for Him, making disciples. We want people to come to know Jesus. Not only to, to come and to meet Him, but to be developed in Him, to grow in Him. That's the idea of what it means to be a disciple. It's not that you come in fully matured and ready to go, because that wasn't the picture of the disciples that we had. Look at Jesus' disciples for, you know, they were always arguing about who was the greatest. You had a couple of them that wanted to call down fire on a whole town. <laughs> And Jesus had to go, no, that's not it. We just want people to come to meet Jesus and then to continue to walk in him and to grow in him and to develop in him. And and that's to be now what's on our hearts to do. These are the things that we're called to do, to go and be. And and we also have to realize that he's always with us. Uh, And this is important, too, in in Matthew 28, because he says... Verse 20, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is always with us. And, and that's what he's telling his guys. Look, I'm with you. I will always be with you. And it's very important. And there's a couple of cool things. First in this passage. Because if you can get sort of what, what's tying in here in those few verses that I just read to you, uh, it, it will change your life. Uh, all authority and I am always with you. These are two huge things in the scripture that tie together right there. He starts that little passage, that little part with all authority. I'm with you. If we can sort of realize, look, he's always with me and he has all authority. It really will alleviate a lot of other mess in your life. Because it's, uh, you know, and I think once again, he's kind of helping them get settled in their doubt and everything. Listen, I'm all authority and and you're going to operate my authority and I am always with you. And so we, we have to begin to sort of think about that. Uh, a lot of times you might feel like he's not always with you and don't go on your feelings. You need to start thinking he's always with you. You need to start as you're going, as you're living this life, Jesus is with you. He's with us right now. He's with you and he always will be. And, and the other cool thing that I think is that so Matthew was using this thing, you know, to get us to think. This is a very important idea because he ends it with, I'm always with you. Do you know pretty much how he began the Gospel of Matthew, which I love this? The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Basically, the entire Gospel is wrapped in this. God is with us. And at the end of the Gospel, Jesus says, always. I'm always with you. Those are significant things on this journey. And, and I want you to get a hold of that and think about what that means and how that changes your life and, and, uh, and kind of dwell on that this week. And then next week, like I said, I got a little adieu. Uh, <clears throat> I want to do a little summary. I want to talk about this as you go piece and, and what that looks like in our life because that's significant now that we are have all this hope and understand what it looks like. But I'm going to end it there for today. Alice, my love, why don't you come and let's uh, just have a little ministry time and we'll listen for the Lord and we'll pray. And... <clears throat> Papa, uh, you're amazing. That, that very idea that you're always with us. And, and if we can really get a hold, and that's my prayer, God, that, that we would get a hold of the idea of, of that... You have all authority, you've won it back at the cross, and that you're always with us. And that we come to you, and, and that all you're really looking for in us is a willingness. Not having it all figured, none of those, just being willing. And God, I pray that you would make us willing. <laughs> have us be willing people. Let us settle in our hearts. Let us, let us put to rest some of the doubts and some of the fears and some of the excuses. And just come... With that heart that says, I know you're with me and and I'm here. And I'm willing. And God, that you would use that to make a difference, not only in our lives, but in our community, God. So I just pray that... And and I I just feel like for for some of you in particular, that that you would just experience the peace of God right now. That, that you've been in some sort of turmoil 
and, and you're having trouble letting it go. And, and I, I just, I'm going to pray, Holy Spirit, would you just bring that presence, that, that peace that passes understanding right now into people's lives who have been, been sort of in turmoil, and that you would settle your hearts even now. In the name of Jesus, come and, and Lord, bring that, that place, that power to settle people's hearts in you. And if you've been struggling with that, just, just take that in, that the peace of God, just fall now, the peace of God. Fall on us, God. Amen. I think that that kind of goes hand in hand with what the Lord showed me this week, and that um, you, somebody, and many of us, but some in particular, are really seeking the Lord to speak to you. Lord, I need to hear about a certain situation. I need to hear your voice. And the Lord wants you to know that you can't hear him until you're still. And you need to still your spirit. Just still yourself. Receive that peace. And then when you're still, you can dwell in his love. And then you will hear. But just take that peace in, like Steve said, and the answers will come. And it's not going to be like lightning from the sky because our God ministers to us in a very naturally supernatural way. And it'll come very naturally. Good job. Ah, this amazing journey starts by knowing Jesus as Lord and Savior. If you've never, if you've never done that, do it today. The, everything that he did, he did for us there at the cross and in the resurrection. Our part is just to believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. If you've never done it, do it today. It starts there. And, and it's a, it's, it's the most amazing thing that will ever happen to you. It's just to become part of his story, to be his child. To, this whole life changes in that. So if you've never done that, do that today. And uh, that would be a wonderful thing. Thank you, church, for your faithfulness to um, your giving and your tithing and the offering and all the things that you do. You're an awesome, awesome group. We so appreciate you for doing that. Let's sing the doxology and we'll dismiss Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thanks for being here. We'll see you soon. Please go out. These doors are open for you. God bless you guys. Mind how you open. Sorry. Hey, God bless you guys. And um, we'll be seeing you next week for the adieu outro. Lord, help us. Mind how you go, everybody. Bye-bye.